Welcome to the Southside Community Church podcast with Pastor Mark Kahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. to 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, <clears throat> and it says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, headly, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Then jump over to chapter 4. And it says, I charge thee therefore before God, this is Paul talking to Timothy, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick, that means those that are alive, and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Key verse number three. For, their, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears listen to this from the truth and shall be turned into fables fables that means fictions not true false but watch Thou in all things endure afflictions, do the work of evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For now I am ready, this is Paul, to be offered. For my time, for the time of my departure is at hand. Listen to this, I love this. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also 
that love is appearing. Our dear Heavenly Father, we surely pray, God, for your help this morning. Your servant, Lord, is really weak, Lord, spiritually today. I pray, God, you'll touch me and help me, Lord. May, God, the things that need to be said this morning, Lord, will be said through the power of the Holy Spirit, God, today. We realize, Lord, that we cannot do anything without your help and your touch, God. We need you this morning. Help us just for a few minutes, God, while we look into the word of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Know this, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now, Paul, when he was talking about this, he was talking about his time because there was a great falling away in his time. There was a great uh, 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 multitudes of false teaching and false doctrines, okay? And, uh, and this scripture is also fulfilled in our time. We're living in dangerous times. We're living in perilous times here in America and across the world. All you have to do is turn the news on, huh? And you hear all the horror stories. What's going on? What's happening? Huh? You know, it's hard to believe, but back in my mom and dad's generation and before them, they never locked the doors on their house. <laughs> Was never even thought of. Huh? They'd go away and, and visit. Huh? And never lock the doors. Can't do that today. <laughs> huh? They'd rob you blind. Now we got alarm systems. We got everything set up. You know? And you know... I never thought about it really too much. But when my girls was growing up, we, we uh, lived out in the country for a while. Then we come in town. But I never really worried about them that much. About getting molested. Huh? Some pedophile coming along and stealing them. It goes through your head. But now it's more dangerous. Huh? The time and the day that we're living in is more dangerous. Huh? You can't even let your kids go down the street and play with some other kids. Huh? That somebody's watching. Huh? Because of perilous times and dangerous times. You can't even go to a mall, a shopping center, without the thought of somebody gunning you down for no reason at all. Huh? There's people that uh, went into churches on a Sunday morning, come into the church just like they always did, sit down and worship God, and some maniac comes in the back door and starts gunning people down. Perilous times, dangerous times, reality that we're living in today. Amen? Man's heart has gotten so evil Man's heart has gotten so sinful and so dangerous, huh? 
It said here in this one part of the scripture, it said without natural affection. Huh? Without natural, huh? Without natural uh, uh, treating somebody just halfway decent. You know what I mean? Just, just, uh, just mean and unthankful and hateful. Huh? No natural affection. No pity. No mercy. Huh? Just put a gun to somebody's head and pull the trigger and shoot you. Huh? Without natural affections. Mothers and fathers today, listen to me, not love not their children and they don't even care about them. No natural affection there. They mistreat them. They abuse them. Sexually molest them. Beat them. Starve them. Without natural affection. We're in that day. Huh? We're there. What I want to get at here. It said here in verse Number two in the third chapter. For man shall be lovers of their own self. Okay? And then it said, down here, that man lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Amen? Man shall be Lovers of their own self. Paul is telling Timothy that in the last days, uh, which are in our time too, this would be happening. There would be a great falling away from true Christianity that Christ had brought into the world. The church would be in, in more love with themselves than with God. It is all about me and what makes me feel good, what all I can get out of life, and I will use God when it is convenient for me when I need Him. Amen? And they, they will be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Their source of pleasure is their God, and that's who they love and serve and God they do not then we asked why do they even want to go to church or be part of it because they want one foot in the world and one foot in the church they want fire insurance to keep them out of hell people believe this trash and think they are going to make it to heaven, but and, and, and to heaven, but they believe the lie of the devil, and they won't make it in. So what I'm trying to say to you this morning, there's so many false teachings in churches today, huh? That they have got away from the true doctrine. Let me just read this to you here real quick. He said, For the time will come 
when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Huh? For the time will come they'll not be able to endure it. Huh? Listen, my friend, endure what? The sound doctrine and teaching of the church, my friend, huh? Of, of what Jesus Christ had came and established. And the Holy Spirit filled the disciples. And they sent them out all over the world. And built churches all over the world. Huh? The doctrine that Jesus saves and transforms lives. Right. Huh? Right. What is sound doctrine? <laughs> Let me read this to you real quick. I got to thinking about that. Wrote these down this morning. I can find it. Let me find it here. What is sound doctrine? You must be born again of the Spirit and to, uh, in order to get into heaven. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is the only one that can forgive sins and make men right with God. Jesus is, the, Jesus is the divine son of God. Jesus was born of a virgin. Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the whole world. He took man's sins and put them on himself and bore them on the cross. He rose again the third day and conquered death for all mankind. He ascended up to heaven and is at, 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 at the, and is, I mean, let me back up. And at this moment, he is sitting at the right hand of God, making intercessions for the believer. He is coming back again to proclaim his bride, the true church. Those who are saved and born again are waiting for his return. He will judge all men according to their works, and he will separate the saint from the sinner. And the saved will, be, will spend eternity in heaven, and the sinner will spend eternity in hell. Right. That is sound doctrine. Right. Amen. That's the word of God. That's not mine. You can read it and search it and look for it for yourself. It's there. Huh? But men, huh, do not want to, there come, there's come a time and it's here today, they don't want to hear this sound doctrine. They can't endure it. They shut their ears to it. It hurts them. They don't want no part of it. Huh? Because I'll tell you what, they'll have to change their life. And they don't want to do it. I've seen it in people, my friend, down through the years. Huh? They straddle the fence. They want to make the heaven their home, but yet they want to live in the world. They don't want to give up nothing. They don't want Jesus Christ to have control of them. Because they'll have to give up everything that they're doing. Amen. I'm going to tell you what this book does. Huh? It transforms people. Yes, sir. It turns them into the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Amen. It's a transforming thing. It's a transforming power. Huh? I tell you what. These churches, there's some churches around here. Some of these are great, not around here, but in, in the country. These big churches, my friend, they're living in sin. Huh? They have no idea what this book's about. They have no idea what it means and what it, what it is to live for God. Huh? They have no idea what it is to be born again and transformed in their heart. You see, they want to fit into the world. Huh? And into the world's mold. Huh? But I'm glad today, huh, that there could be a change and a transformation. Huh? I want to tell you something. That's why I said, Paul said, now listen, Timothy. Here's what you're going to have to do. Huh? Whether you look. I shouldn't say that. Whether you like it or not, here's what you got to do. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. A lot of people's going to not like you. You're going to face persecution. You're going to face suffering. Huh? But here it is. God's called you <laughs> to preach the gospel. He's called you to preach this everlasting gospel, huh? That is steadfast and sure. That changes not. It's anchored, huh? There's no moving. There's no changing of it. You'll have to preach it, and you'll have to bring it to the people straight out of the Word, huh? I want to tell you something about the disciples and and Timothy here and Paul, huh? The Holy Ghost was sent down from heaven and laid on these men, and they preached the gospel. Right. That's exactly what Paul was telling Timothy. Huh? And you're going to preach the message huh? when it's not popular with the culture, when it goes against all the things that the world says are right, and you know that they're wrong, you're going to have to preach against those things. Huh? In season and out of season, when it's popular and when it's not popular. Huh? How many preachers, huh, today are preaching on abortion? Huh? How many are lifting up their voice and preaching on abortion and talking about the slaughtering of the innocent babies across our land? Not very many. I'll guarantee you that. How many are preaching out against the homosexual crowd? Huh? And telling them how perverted this lifestyle is. I know that's not popular, but that's what Paul was telling Timothy. You gotta preach the truth. Huh? Yeah. God's word is true. It don't change. Culture change. Man will change. But my word stands forever. He said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Amen. Huh? Preached on homosexuality a couple times. Uh, it ain't nothing but the work of the devil. And I understand. Listen. I understand that people are caught up in it. And they need help. Huh? They do need help, my friend. Huh? Because our society in this, in our society today, they accepted it. They accepted. Huh? And people, huh? that are, are on the fence and don't know where their sexuality is will fall into that trap. I want to tell you, they need God. Yes. God can deliver them. Yes. 
Not the counseling and all this stuff, but God Himself. Huh? Because you see, that's a power from the devil. Huh? What it is, it's a perversion that's that's in the mind. Huh? That that's I can't, I don't want to get into all that because we'll be there a while. But it, I tell you, it's of the devil. Huh? See, the devil's out to destroy all good things. Yeah. Anything that God has has made is good. Huh? All of God's principles that He laid down for man are good. And the devil wants to destroy it all. Huh? He wants to destroy the family. He wants to destroy the marriage. He wants to twist marriage around and say that a man and a man can be married and a woman and a woman can be married. There's no such a thing. I don't care if the country puts it on the books and calls it marriage. It's not marriage. There's only one marriage and that's between a man and a woman. Huh? Man can call it whatever they want to call it. Huh? But it's not true. You got to preach against these things. Timothy, you got to preach against them. You're not going to be popular. You might not have any people. Huh? But God never called you to be popular. <laughs> he called you to preach the word. Amen. And I know that's that's what needs to be done. Anyway, I don't know if you heard it. I just heard it. I think it, uh, I think it was Terry Senator Courtney that they're going to build a church. Uh, uh, what's it called? Chris Chris Long. Yes, it was Burke that said it. Yeah, Burke said it. Catholic Church is going to join the Muslim. Faith, <laughs> and they're going to build a church, huh? Called Chris Long. In 2022, the Catholics, the Pope, what is his name? Francis? Something like that. Some idiot. But anyway, huh? He's going to join Islam. He's going to be friends with them, huh? They're going to build a church called Chris Long. <laughs> you know what? You guys wasn't here. Brother Abrish preached on that. You remember that? He said that these churches, huh, and all these religions are going to come together as one world church. Huh? All your beliefs and all your all your uh, 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 your religion and everything you've been taught is going to come all into this one world church, huh? And we're all going to be one. Let me tell you how silly and stupid that is. Huh? Just think of this. That's like saying that the Israelites, which were God's people, (laughs) which were God's called and chosen people, and still are, which God would tell them to go join with the Hittites. And and all these heathen countries that have all these heathen gods, go ahead and join yourself to them because it's all right. I tell you, we don't wake up huh, and get going. See, this stuff's creeping into the churches too. Huh? The churches are accepting so many things. Huh? I want to tell you something about the, the United Methodist Church. Huh? The United Methodist Church, huh, when it came over here, was a powerhouse huh, to the nation. 
There was no church like the United Methodist Church. They had preachers and evangelists and Sunday school teachers and deacons and people that sat on the pew. They were godly people. They were on fire for God like the Westlands and all these churches that were established in America. Huh? And here a few years ago, huh, the Methodist Church, not all of them, but half of them or a majority of them, caved in to the homosexuality and accepted it. Huh? I don't know. They had a church split, I believe. I, they was going to do that. They probably already got it done. That was been a couple of years ago. Huh? See what happened? They were pressured. Huh? They caved in and went totally against what the book says. Huh? And accepted it. And I told the people in the congregation, huh? They don't have nothing in their hearts. They don't have God. They don't have a relationship with Christ because you can't have a relationship with Christ and a relationship with the devil. Right. <laughs> it's either one or the other. Huh? I remember we was going down I think I told you this story. We was going down to the uh, Northwestern. That's a school district that Stephanie, my oldest daughter, her uh, that's where her kids go. And the girls, my gosh, the girls had, they were tough. They were just two-way, and they were they just beat undefeated for two seasons. And we went down there, and the last time we went down, they won two state championships. Then they bumped them up and had to put them in, I think they put them in 3A or 4A because they were so good. And they had won two back-to-back -back titles, two state titles, in the girls' basketball and then if they would have won this one, that would have been made a record three in a row. But they didn't. They lost them. But anyway, we was on our way down there. And uh, Jonathan was driving. That might have been Stephanie. I don't know who it was. Anyways, I like riding in the back. I, 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 I'm just relaxed now. I can look out the window and everything. And uh, got down there in Indianapolis, started down. We was going down Meridian there. And here was this gigantic... United Methodist Church. Super big. Steeples all over the place. And they had these doors. Huh? Out front. Right, right in front. Right off the street. Probably about 30 or 40 feet back from the street. And they had, I don't know how many there was. Seven or eight of them. Huh? And they were all different collars. And they were collars of the homosexual flag. Huh? Orange, green, purple, whatever. And I can't remember what it said. Something that we accept, all people. And their point was they accepted that lifestyle. Huh? You see what I'm saying? How twisted and lost the church has got. There's coming a day where they don't want to endure this teaching that's in the Bible. Huh? They'll turn from it. They don't want any part of it. Huh? They, they, can't, they can't handle it. It's too much for them. Why is that? Because they want to live their own lives. They want to do what they want to do huh? and stay in their sins.
That's why they get preachers, not preachers, <laughs> speakers. Huh? They'll change, they'll, they'll pull out a, a Bible-believing, preaching preacher and put in a good speaker and altar in there that'll lift them up. Huh? I can give you proof of that right now. <clears throat> the church that Joe Holstein preaches, multi-million people go there every year. The guy, not one time, they ask him, never preached on sin. Never preached on sin one time. And, the, and the, he was in an interview, and the, and, the, and the interviewer asked him, how come you never preached on sin? He said, well, I don't feel like I need to do that. Uh, the world's bad enough. You know how he is, and he's blinking his eyes and everything. Everything's, the world's bad enough. I think people need uplifting and encouraging messages. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> I tell you what, they do need lift, encouraging messages, but not what he's given. Huh? Wealth, health, and prosperity. Huh? What they need is a dose of Jesus Christ. Down in the depths of their heart. Right? They'll run around the church then if they get a taste of Jesus. Amen. Huh? But I'm telling you, that's the way it is. He's one of them. Huh? And there's a lot of big churches like that. They don't want to step on people's toes. Huh? But Paul said, it's coming. And I'm going to tell you something. It's already here in this day and age in which we're living. Huh? Having itching ears, huh? They don't want the sound doctrine, huh? Then it said here, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Ain't that scary, huh? How could you? I want to tell you something, my friend. The truth is the only thing that sets us free, right? As God's people. Huh? I tell you, when you know the truth and you're living the truth, my friend, you'll feel it right down in the depths of your soul. Amen. Huh? You'll know that the truth is real and that Christ is real, my friend, and it'll set you free from every all the sins that are in this life. Yes, all the temptations. I tell you what, Jesus said, you'll not be tempted above what you can bear, but God would make a way of escape. Huh? You see, we're weak, my friend. We're human, and we're fleshly. Yes, huh? I'll tell you what, we can't do this in ourselves. Right. We've got to have a power that's beyond us. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. That tells us how to live and speak to our conscience huh? and guide and direct us. Yeah. That's why we're born to the Holy Spirit. Right. Huh? That which is flesh is flesh. And that which is spirit is spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus said you must be born again. Yeah. <laughs> or you're not entering into heaven. Now how simple is that? Huh? How simple is that? You've got to be born again. You must be, is what he told Nicodemus. This spiritual birth, huh? It's of God, huh? It's not of the will of man or the will of the flesh, huh? It's nothing man plans, but it's of God, huh? When a person believes in Jesus Christ, huh? 
with all their heart. Repents of their sin. There's some repentance. There's some things in repentance. Huh? But I tell you what, a man's got to realize he's lost. Yes, sir. Huh? Right. If he never realizes that he's lost, then he'll never have a need to come to Christ. Right. Huh? But when he realizes that he's lost, and I want to tell you this is how it works. I don't know, I didn't know I was going to get on this, but the Holy Spirit will move. Yes. And bring conviction on your soul. Right. You'll know that something's, you're, you're not living right and things are not right. Yes. Huh? And then you'll start regretting your life and the things that you've done in your life. Huh? And then you'll cry out to God, huh? Forgive me. I repent of those things. Amen. And I want to tell you another thing, too, huh? About this repentance. Huh? Not only are we. And we regret, we're in remorse, our heart is broken, we hate the life that we live and the things we've done huh? and the sins we committed, huh? but yet we're going to turn around <laughs> a 180 and go the other way. Yes, sir. Huh? That means turning from your sins huh? Right. and going the other way. I was talking to Brother Mark the other day. We got to talk, and he made a lot of sense what he said. He said, you know what? He's, he's been in a lot of churches. He's, since he hasn't had his own church, he's been preaching around all over the place, different churches. So he's able to experience what's going on, see? And I've not had that. This is the only place I've been in. Huh? I know what's here. Thank God I know what's here, and thank God for you people. I love you so much. Huh? But he said, I'll tell you what, Mark. Huh? He said, I think, he said, I feel this way. He said, I think the churches are basically, huh, in about like the Catholics. Huh? They're going through confession, but there's no repentance. Huh? They're confessing their sins and their wrongs, huh? But they keep on doing them and keep on confessing. Without even turning around. <laughs> Turn it around, my friend, and go in the right way. Huh? I tell you what, listen, if we sin against God huh, and we do wrong, my friend, huh, we can kneel down and ask God for forgiveness and He will forgive us. Right. Huh? Yes, but if we keep going in the circle, huh, what good's it going to do? Huh? We need to repent and ask for forgiveness. We need to truly repent and turn, turn from whatever it is. Amen. Amen. I didn't know I was going to say all that. I guess I did. <clears throat> I tell you what, I'm going, I'm going to quit because I, I, like I said, I didn't have much today at all. But anyway. What I want to do, I don't have much Bible knowledge. I don't have much understanding of the Word. I can't answer a lot of questions. And I know that. And God knows it too. But I want to tell you what. I want to preach you the truth when the Holy Spirit gives it to me. Right. Amen. I want you to know the truth. I want you to know what the Word of God says. Amen. I don't want you to miss out huh, on making heaven your home. 
Amen. I'm going to give an account. Huh? The scripture says that judgment will start at the house of God. You know who it starts with? The preacher. Huh? It starts with him. Huh? What you preach on? Huh? What did you did you give your people the truth? Did you did you feed them what the word of God said? Did you give them the bread of life? Huh? Or did you compromise on the truth? Huh? Did you twist the truth a little bit? Because you didn't want to step on anybody's feelings. I'm going to tell you something. I preached on politics, and I'll get back on that one of these days, too. <laughs> I want to tell you what. It's not really preaching on the politics, but it's preaching what's behind the politics. Huh? It's, it's, it's what's, hey, we got a right to preach on it. That's another thing that preachers will not preach on politics, huh? Because of the people that are in the crowd. Huh? You have Democrat and Republican. That's how, that's, yes, we do, huh? But it's not a Democrat and Republican thing. It's what's behind man's decision and his thoughts and what he wants to do with the nation. And I want to tell you something. They're running this nation in the ground right. and down the pits of hell. Yes, if you can't see that, you got to be blind. Preach the truth. In season, out of season. When it's popular, when it's not popular. Amen. I'll tell you another thing too. God honors true preaching. He honors it when the truth is preached. Okay? Amen. When the truth is not preached, God's not behind it and he's not in it. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to just keep on keeping on. Right. <laughs> Amen. If there's five or ten of us, or fifteen or three, it don't matter. We can't help it. We just got to do what God tells us to do. Amen. And in the end, and in the end, we're going to go up. Amen. Up into heaven. Him. Huh? I remember Blythe. She was a school teacher. I already had her. I don't know. Uh, Tim might have had her too. I don't know. But anyway, she taught at Edgewood. And uh, I remember her testimonies. One of them was real clear. She said, you know how quiet she was. She was awful quiet. Wouldn't hardly say anything. It was a Wednesday night prayer meeting, and she she said, all the books that are in the world are for information, to inform you and give you knowledge of things. They're for information. But the Bible was written for transformation, to transform men. And I thought how good that is, how true that is. Right. That's exactly what it is. You see, and we come to a day now, and I know I didn't preach very good at all this morning, but we come to a day now where men resist to be transformed. Huh? They don't want to change and live according to the book. Amen? Because they'll have to give up their life. What did Jesus say? He said that uh, 
what it, I was in Matthew, it was in Mark and Luke. He said, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Amen. Deny yourself, take up his cross. That means your cross. Huh? That means your sacrifice. You give your life to Jesus. Your old life's gone now. It's Your old life is dead. And now you've got your cross. And follow me. And then he said this. Whosoever shall save his life. In other words, live for himself and do what he wants to do. Huh? And live how he wants to live. We'll lose it. Huh? But he that loses his life for Christ's sake and the gospel's sake, those who have given their life to him shall save it. Shall be saved. Amen. Praise God.